0: So like at this point, what's everybody's relationship like with Kate and Sophia?
2: I mean, I talk to Caitlin every once in a while. Yeah, Definitely like super supportive and checks in and stuff like that. Yeah. But I and just, I'm so vehicle. busy. I think I talk to Sophia very seldomly and Kate's probably like
0: every blue moon. But there's not like, it's just because we're busy, it's COVID, it's they're not like, there's no
2: beef. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, that's, that whole dynamic has been through so much. And I think it's taken mom a really long time to get to where
0: she is now emotionally and how she feels about everything. That I don't know if mom has any more to give or if mom emotionally can handle that. Like a whole new door. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Barry. How you doing? Hope you're doing well. I it's Sunday that I'm recording this. I'm getting my second Moderna shot tomorrow morning, and I'm very excited I don't really want to go anywhere. I'm not, I'm not really feeling like this, um, <laughs> this, uh, uh, vaccination is really like motivating me to be any more social than I have been the past year. But, you know, maybe I'll, I'll tip my way around downtown Manhattan every once in a while. Um, I'm just excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to see really the only thing I want to do is just, like see my friends little babies. That's all I want to do. That's all I want to do. Um, Gosh, you guys, there's really not much to talk about. <laughs> Every headline that I pulled was a mixture of, like, chaotic and I don't care. <laughs> so I feel like, excuse me, I feel like I um spoke about Sharon Osborne a few weeks ago, and then I heard that she did an interview with Bill Maher. And I thought, you know, there are times in our lives where we have to make a decision and we have to be a little bit selfish and we have to say, you look at a situation and say, I choose me. Okay. And the idea of me sitting down to spend any of my precious time, um, watching Bill Maher and Sharon Osborne talk about cancel culture and how life is unfair to them knowing damn well Sharon got a $10 million payout from leaving or being fired from the talk. And you want to talk about being canceled. Okay. As black children are dying in the streets every 15 minutes, it seems like, um, I'll be damned. You know, I could spend that time watching Floribama Shore and it would be much, much better spent. Okay. Um, next J. Lou and A-Rod broke up again. All right. <laughs> the only thing that was really funny from that was before they officially announced it. And I think a few people caught this. But before the official announcement, Arod posted on his Instagram stories just it seemed like he had had like a um what do you call those things? Like a uh those things that it's like an ode to somebody. What is the word? I'm going to have to pause. I just thought of it, a shrine. It was like a shrine of J-Lo and A-Rod in happier times. And he's panning over these pictures and this photo of, um, you know, J-Lo plus A-Rod in a heart written in sand and what is playing in the background, but uh, fix you by Coldplay. (laughs) The man is down bad, I guess. The man is down real bad. And we all have to ask the question, was Madison from Southern Charm worth it? No, because now she's dating Whitney from Southern Charm. (laughs) Another like chaotic bit of information that I also don't care about, but it's also extremely funny to me because the girl is true. She is true to her game, whatever that game is. God, prayers up, prayers up to Patricia Altshuler because, woo, wow, 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 wow. The one bit of information from Southern Charm that I would like to know about is I feel like they mentioned this on the reunion that um, Patricia pays. I what's her face? uh, What is her name? I just said it, and now I forgot. madison that whitney excuse me that patricia pays madison a very handsome salary to cut her hair apparently this is a very large sum that she could live off just really just off the money that she makes from patricia and i want to know drop the deets what is that number what is she paying her Ugh, i would love to know um third cruise michael couchy was born the son of um one Jax Taylor, Jax, Jason Couchy, Taylor, and one Brittany Cartwright. You guys, I just found out the other day. Um, the uh, Somehow, I have managed to go under the radar with regard to Jax. We all know that Jax is infamous for hitting that block button at the slightest indiscretion i have managed to make it years talking shit about this man and not getting blocked like i'm one of maybe 12 to 15 people particularly in the like bravo sphere that have not been blocked by him but guess what you guys blocked by Brittany. (laughs) i don't know when this happened because i never followed her to begin with i just was like looking at um pictures and i was like oh user not found (laughs) And so this brings my list of people who I've been blocked by, uh, Chloe and Brittany. And you know what? I think there is a very obvious, um, connection between those two women. And I think that has to do with probably why I'm blocked (laughs) by them, but I wouldn't know because I honestly could not even recall the last time I tagged Brittany or spoke about Vanderpump roles on my Instagram. So Mm, okay um the baby's born they're not showing the baby's face they're claiming it's because they want to spend a few days with him as if seeing people seeing his face on instagram is going to change the quality time that they spend with this like days old infant i don't know that's your journey that's your child do what you want right but also also tell the truth and i think the truth is that they're hoping and praying that they can get a nice little check Alpha show on that baby's face. I mean, it's not like they're not trying to. It's not like they're really taking time with this kid. And I feel weird. Even though it's Jax and Brittany, I feel a little weird. Like, I, I hope nobody thinks that I'm being judgmental of this baby. The baby's innocent, okay? The baby with a full head of hair is very innocent in all of this. But we're gonna act like you guys are spending quality time with your baby and you just wanna take some time when Jax is doing like full on model blue steel faces and um photos of himself uh going into the hospital like it's bordering on spidey level of like posed pictures it's getting weird you guys but they don't want to show the baby's face they don't want to show the baby's face but i think that they're looking for a check and that's my truth that's my truth okay um I'm sorry, you guys, I really don't have anything else to talk about. I wish I did. I wish I did. But here we are. Maybe if I find something else, I'll I'll put it in the clip. I'll put a clip in after this. But if not, um, you guys will be hearing the Kardashian corner right after this. And after that, I was joined by my friend Maya to speak about the second to last episode of Summer House. A lot of fun. So check it out. Love you guys. Here we go. With Robert, like, he has made it a
2: point to kind of integrate with the house a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And just didn't see that with Des.
0: Yeah, maybe Robert's just, like, way more friendly than Des and Des. Des is super friendly. Don't get defensive, you're fine. Um it's just different. I'm sorry
2: our feelings are stupid to you.
0: I don't mean to be
2: like No, like I think bitchy I about think, it. I just think that I think I, the whole thing is like oh, we love oh seeing oh you happy oh my with my Dez. God. If you but if you if, up, you if you think about it. Wait, listen. The, if, the fact that you stayed
1: if, Oh my back god, Amanda, can you let me talk?
0: Hello everyone. Oh my god, what a tragic, bittersweet moment we're at. We're at the penultimate episode of Summer House season 5. I don't even know what season it is, you guys, but I'm upset that it's ending. Join with me to talk about this episode
2: is my dear friend, Maya. Hello, Maya. How are you? Hi, I'm I'm exactly where you are. I'm, you know, thrilled to be here talking about Summer House. I'm very sad that there's only like three weeks left of this season. What a
0: bummer. I'm like in my first fight with Carl because two weeks ago, <laughs> Two weeks ago, he said, oh, this is like the halfway point. And then we find out that next week is the season finale. And I just feel like that's something that we're going to have to talk about later.
2: So. I mean, like, I, look, I love Carl. I love your love for Carl. But are we surprised that he can't really count?
0: No. And that's why, I, that's <laughs> part of the reason. Like, he's just my sweet little himbo baby. And I love yeah. him. For it. <laughs> um, how are you feeling about the season in general? Are you loving it?
2: So I, I mean, I have, like, a so short answer, I'm living it. I had, like, but my intro to Summer House came later, I think, than most people. I have been, like, a big Bravo, like, like, Real house size of OC, like, season one, episode one, day one watcher. I've watched everything, and, you know, I've, I've missed, like, a season here or there if I've been, like, really busy in life or something, but always caught up with Summer House, I think, like, because it came at a point when I was feeling like starting to feel a little bit over Vanderpump rules, mm-hmm. I was, I followed them into the summer house and I was like, yeah, I'm here with you for this episode, but I can't do this. Like, I, I cannot relate to these people. Like I'm, I'm, I'm out. Um, yeah. And really it was like last season. I I just felt like everyone was talking about how good summer house was. I'd seen episodes here and there And, you know, with being in quarantine, I was like, all right, you know what? I'm finally just going to like take the plunge and do this. Um, And so I, I I mean, obsessed. And I was kicking myself for having missed it, but I also feel like it was the right moment for me to just be like all in on it. And I was so excited when the season started and I feel like it was, it's like been the one show on Bravo that has not disappointed me um, over the last few years.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, we have similar journeys because I didn't start watching until, yeah, until quarantine. And then I just like blew through it last summer. Um, I think, I mean, you don't have to agree with me, but you know, we're both two um, minority people living in Manhattan. And I think for me personally, I was like, this is a little too triggering, a little too white for me. Like, I need to separate myself from all these people who very obviously live in Murray Hill. Like, that's that's
2: just absolutely. (laughs) like completely spot on where I yeah. actually had like seen a couple of them in the wild like so I knew who they were because like I'm in tune with Bravo stuff enough but I didn't watch the show so I was able to have that like distance to sort of like Ugh, who cares like right. but it, it made it it was it fed exactly into that feeling of like I just I you annoy me I have a very like high pressure like difficult job as well so I think like it was particularly triggering to be like know, working on the 4th of July and then like think and then, you know, obviously not real time seeing them filmed, but like also knowing that these people are the type that are like getting to have like, quote unquote, summer Fridays when that is not my vibe at my job.
0: Right. (laughs) I didn't even know what a summer Friday was until like several years of me moving to New York. And I was like, what (laughs) is it? Like my mom worked in HR. And I was like, what the hell is a Summer Friday? Is that like a thing people do? (laughs) um, Yeah, so let's start with the episode. We're still in the hot tub, unfortunately, that just like Mm. soup of, you know, who knows what kind of sexual fluids that are, you know, coming off of Dez and Hannah at this point. Sierra's there, Paige is wasted. They're trying to figure out like where exactly Des and Hannah were marking their territory while they were getting drunk on this boat. And Hannah's reasoning. Okay, so how do you, I guess my question would be, how do you feel? Because I have like a pretty, I imagine like if I'm going into a house or I'm sharing it and we're vacationing, I'm picturing like my oldest friends and I'm thinking, okay, they probably wouldn't have sex in my bed if they had sex in the bathroom. But I I just go back and forth because Hannah and Kyle are not friends. (laughs) I, I feel like I wouldn't be super upset if people hooked up in my space so long as it wasn't my bed. But this just feels like marking their territory and it's disgusting.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that that is, that's like ultimately, I think generally how I feel about it. It would be one thing like, you know, if you're in a share house with a bunch of your friends, like close friends, I agree. I I wouldn't really do this kind of experience with people that I didn't feel like I was pretty tight with, but like, you know, Kyle has Kyle and Amanda have the biggest room. Their bathroom is gorgeous. Um, You know, we Kyle posted a picture of it on Instagram. Like it would be one thing if like, you know, Des and Hannah were like, Hey, we want to have like a romantic moment. Maybe they have like a tub moment and like, maybe they hook up in there because of that, you know, like, it would be one thing if it was it felt like kind of romantically or organically romantic or something like that here it just felt so much like a queer fuck you like they yeah. went in there and like Hannah is very kind of like like talking around the fact that she's been beefing with Kyle this whole time and she's like making snide comments about him and Amanda as well and and that's and Des is very much along with her for that and yeah. That seemed to like be the reason that they even went in there and so it's hard to take her side even though at the end of the day like I'm, I'm with you like a bathroom is not as good or sorry not as bad as a bed I also think though that like you know she's trying to do a lot of like after the fact like mm-hmm. explaining for herself and yeah. if you have to like talk yourself out of it being mm-hmm. bad as much as she's trying to do like you know it wasn't a good thing to do
0: Agreed, and also I would say like somebody peeing on their own toilet seat versus some random guy that you just met jacking out or like ejaculating on the counter. No, I'll take the pee on the seat all day. Like right, I mean you, you can
2: make your own mess in your own bathroom. Like that is right. who really cares? Like I mean I I wouldn't love it if I were Amanda, but also like you know I don't really care about my mess in my bathroom. I really care about somebody else's mess in my bathroom. Totally, totally. Ugh, gross. Um, everybody
0: yeah. starts partying. Paige falls asleep next to her purse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we watch this disgusting clip of, it wasn't even like vital to the story or the episode of um, Des sitting on the bed in his computer and he asks Hannah to like whip out another singular one of her tits. I don't know why it's just one of them and not both. But anyway, it's just like one boob that he wants to see. And then it appears as though he like, sucks on her nipple. He,
2: he he does is sucking her titty. I and on full on camera, four minutes into the episode, uh, I, there was that was the first moment the season where I was like, why am I watching this? The other <laughs> thing that I wondered is right. like, re-watching this, like it, it's actually genuinely hard for me to tell if the camera that because this camera zooms in on this happening. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to tell if that's like the the camera that's just like in their bedroom. Or if there was a camera crew in there with them. And, like, I just, it is beyond me. I almost have, like, no words for this. I it, I, I, just thought it was, like, not,
0: I, not. So here's my thing. That it seems like, okay, so, like, last summer when, you know, there was a big Vanderpump wave of firings, I had heard through the grapevine that Bravo, like, as part of... They're like restructuring how they were going to be moving forward with their shows that they were going to be like less protective of their stars of their talent Mm -hmm. right so show Mm -hmm. it like a warts and all situation so to me do you think that production is do you think that they hate us as viewers or do you think (laughs) that they're trying to show Hannah in a bad light.
2: I, I mean, honestly, if I had, I, I think maybe it's both. I Because <laughs> I just felt like in that moment and particularly with the way the camera like zooms in, I just felt how giddy production was yeah. to show us that. Like they were just like, oh my God, you guys got to see this. And, yeah. you know, I, I think they know that it makes Hannah look absurd. I mean, I, look, I don't, I'm not trying to come down on like doesn't Hannah for having like an intimate moment. It just felt like, Like, all the lights were on. They knew they were being filmed. They know where the camera is. Like, they knew they were mic'd up, you know. It Mm -hmm. it was, it's, um, that particular moment was the one where I was just like, I, I don't know where we are right now with things, but I'm (laughs) with you. I, I think it's, I think it was a bit of a words and all moment.
0: Yeah. I mean, and then we see Lindsay and Steven, Getting back together and then, like, doing some sort of we're back together 69 on each other. <laughs> I just, like, what? <laughs> I'm just very confused about, like, listen, I'm very sex positive. Like, do your thing, baby girl. But, like, she's so into, like, retro sex stuff. <laughs> like, people still yeah. 69 and she's so into fingering. Like, I just, <laughs> I, I love mean, that it's for very, her, but I'm confused.
2: Well, So, I mean, I also love, because I I think you, me, and Lindsay, not to, like, out your age for you, but, like, we're all the same age, um, right? Like, I think, um, I know you and I are the same age, and I'm the same age as (laughs) Lindsay, Um, and it feels very, like, stuck in, like, what was the cool sexual thing in, like, middle school, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it just, it it feels like we're stuck in, like, 1998, and um, good for her, like, (laughs) you know, I think it's, I'm sure we'll get more into Lindsay and Stravi overall, but like, I'm I'm sort of in a place like watching that part of the episode, like she's just in like a happy place in her head. And I'm good, I, I'm good with that for her for this moment. But it was really also, um, I loved seeing the contrast between like the four couples in the mm-hmm. house, like, you know, there's Kyle and Amanda like cuddling in the bed. There's Robert and Danielle like bantering about like a peach ring. Um, Steven, and Steven and Lindsay, not only is she, like, into the retro, like, sexual stuff, but, I mean, she even goes with, like, a Buzz Lightyear reference. Right.
0: <laughs> I love you to infinity and beyond. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, she might be stuck in 1998. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, uh, do you have any opinions on Stravi?
2: You know, I, I think, like, he seems... I, I actually think he seems, like, a decent guy. Like, I, yeah. I, he seems like he see like, a nice person... He's clearly not right for Lindsay. Right. Uh, I kind of get why she, like at this point especially, I get why she wants to keep trying. I think it's easy for us to sit here and watch them on camera and see that he's not the right guy for her. But you know, from her position, he seems like a decent person and he's generally good to her. Um, yeah. And they've been dating for like a year and I think it's hard to give that up after you've invested the time, you've gotten to know somebody. And, you know, I think with their reconciliation, like, they were only broken up for, like, what, a week or two? I don't think it's that weird that they got back together, Yeah, um, you know, after having dated a year, you know. So, but I'm not going to be surprised to not ever see him on our screens again.
0: Not at all. And I think Lindsay is one of those girls who... I don't want to say, like, will settle, but I think she gets to a point... or She seems to be at a point where she's like, okay... I want to have all these things. I don't want to be like an old mom. Like I want the marriage and the babies and all of that. And maybe I'll just like do that with a guy who's just fine. You know, like he doesn't rock the boat one way or the other, but he's just fine. Like maybe he's not my soulmate, but he'll do. Yeah, That's what I get from her.
2: I I agree with you. I think like the thing that's most important to her at this point is the timeline. I do think she keeps getting tripped up when like a guy isn't also like kind of, exactly what she needs him to be um Hmm. so it's almost like the issue with Stravi seems sort of like the timeline and the like soulmate idea almost like battling against each other and she's sort of settling for him because she wants to adhere to this you know plan that she's laid out for herself but then at other moments she's like wait this is not this is not what i need it to be um and and in some ways like I can really relate to that it is so triggering when she talks about like how quickly she needs to like have babies as I am also 34 and my eggs are all dying I'm sure at the same rate as Lindsay's um (laughs) but like I I get that I just you know um I, I hope that she is happier now that it sounds like she has maybe found someone else
0: yeah, I mean, word on the street is that she's dating some model that's yeah. not Luke, some other guy. Yeah. Um, it sounds so like he was her. on
2: Winter House with her.
0: Oh, good. Yeah. I love that. Okay, good. So next we see Luke and Robert. He Luke is trying to set up some sort of like doubles tennis tennis match with Des and Hannah. Hannah shuts him down, and then Des does this weird, like uh you, If you just lob the ball, like, I don't know tennis terms, but, like, if you just lob yeah, the yeah. ball, you're like, I'll just fucking destroy them, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, shut up, old man. Like, calm down. You, we don't have to do this. Yeah. He's so thirsty to me. And it, it, to me, like, I'm glad that Luke is saying what I've been feeling, which is that it feels like Daz is very thirsty and that he wants to be on TV.
2: Oh, absolutely. And And this is the kind of thing where it's like, I think, like... That conversation and Dez's little whispered comments to Hannah are a microcosm of why I think the audience is very broadly like not feeling them. Like, Hannah has mm-hmm. clearly constructed. I, first of all, I mean, I totally agree with you. I think Dez is very thirsty. He is like hamming it up on the camera with Hannah and like having her back kind of in these weird interactions with the guys, especially you know yeah. because he wants to appear a certain way on camera but it's also like you can see so clearly how hannah has constructed this narrative for him and mm-hmm. it doesn't mesh with what we see around the rest of the house and we does doesn't mesh with what we see hannah doing and so it's like those things combined makes him just intolerable to watch yeah
0: yeah Luke truly said the funniest thing that I've ever heard him say, which is like, you know, I'm really supportive of whoever Hannah wants to date, but like, I'm just a little bit worried that she might be t- being taken advantage of. And he's like, I just wonder if Des really likes her or if he's using her because she's so successful and he's a washed up comedian.
1: <laughs>
0: Shots fired.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: Uh, I so mean,
0: he's not ahead.
2: wrong. He's not yeah, wrong. No, I, I totally. and And one of the things that I love doing on any bravo show is kind of seeing and figuring out over time i think by this episode it's pretty clear that these confessionals were probably all filmed after the season was already airing but that Mm -hmm. is generally like my favorite thing to kind of like see which of the confessionals were filmed after the cast was starting to get audience feedback and these are obvious like luke i think probably feels free to say this because he's seen how the audience is reacting Mm -hmm. to hannah and I think yep. Hannah is also, like, doing a lot of work in these talking heads because she's seen that people are kind of not really buying what she's selling on on the show itself. Exactly. The difference being is that Luke is reading the room, whereas, like,
0: Hannah is reading the room, but she's still not getting it. Like, I guess maybe in my corner of the internet, I'm sure that there are people who are staying Hannah and think that everything she does is great because I know that there are people who stand jacks somehow Um, Mm -hmm. but I see generally and I'm sure you do too that people aren't really taking kindly to Hannah and it's just wild to me that she must be seeing all this negative opinion of her and yet this is the best she can
2: do (laughs) Uh, I'm totally I mean I occupy I think the same corner of the internet in that way for sure and just the other day, I actually was curious to see what kind of feedback she was getting on her own Instagram, and I don't follow her, but I went to go see what the comments were like, and it was like, mm-hmm. pa- I mean, they don't have pages like that, you know, it was like just scrolling through tons of super positive comments. So, I mean, wow. I do think she knows how a lot of people are feeling, but, you know, I, I do think she's also getting... Some, you know, positive reinforcements as well. And I can't say I know any of those people personally, but uh... Thank God for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the house is having like a Kentucky, Kentucky
0: Derby party. Um, but as they're getting ready, Lindsay has a sit down with Danielle. And I have to say, I'm really liking Danielle this season. Like, she's still kind of like a go girl, give us nothing, but I like <laughs> her more. <laughs> and I like her relationship with Lindsay a lot. I think she's a good friend. So Lindsay starts ask about Robert and Danielle's like, you know, I'm taking things slow. I haven't been in a relationship in a decade. I really want to do things differently with Robert. That's where we're at. And then Lindsay's like, Well, last night I drunkenly and she says drunkenly, both to Danielle and Luke, I drunkenly got back together with Steven. And Danielle's like, Okay, well, does it count if you were drunk? And she's like, Well, I remembered it in the morning, so yeah. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Um, Lindsay says, you know, like we both needed the break to process our emotions and you know, I think that Steven is willing to put in the work and the effort and Danielle says if that's how you feel? Great. That's so cool. But I just think you guys are on a high because he did all this like romantic shit and you know, I just don't think he's the guy for you. Do you think I saw a lot of people asking the question of do you think Danielle should have said I don't think he's the guy for you.
2: You know, I, that's a really good question. The Lindsay and Danielle clearly have a very genuine friendship. And I don't know that I would have even had the guts to say that to one of my good friends, especially on camera and kind of like, Mm. you know, uh, you know, it kind of like puts them in a weird position on camera, but I, I'm glad that she said it, you know, I think it might've been a little disingenuous, especially with, we see her having misgivings in her talking heads and the way that she's kind of been having background conversations with the rest of the cast. I'm glad that she said it. The other thing that really like um, struck me about that scene is, you know, from Lindsay's facial expression, I think she was upset to hear that, but Mm -hmm. it seemed like a real sign of their friendship that she actually, I mean, it seemed like she was listening and taking that in. She didn't get defensive, she didn't snap at her. Like we've seen Lindsay get activated on very little but here yes. <laughs> i feel like she was really hearing danielle and kind of taking it as like oh okay this is something for me to have in my mind because you care about me i care about you and what you think
0: yeah you're absolutely right you pointed you made a great point of like danielle has been saying these things and talking heads into other people so it would have been pretty fucked up for her to not like you, you have to be able to say like i said this to you and I said it behind your
2: back. <laughs> like, yeah. Your I mean, but you do that, like that with friends too, right? Like, I mean, I've like talked shit about friends, boyfriends behind their back, but like, 100%. <laughs> you know, but I'm glad that she didn't do that in this instance. Yeah. Like from a TV perspective, like
0: I was mic'd up when I was talking about this dude. So I should probably <laughs> say this to you and you're right. Like Lindsay definitely respects Danielle and her opinion but then she's also like, you know, I just feel like he's my person, and mm-hmm. I think he's going to continue to do the work. And it's like, okay, well, let's get ready for the derby party then, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> over. Um, everybody comes out dressed for the occasion. In a confessional, Paige is like, listen, I usually don't comment about a lot of the house's fashion because I'm a nice person, but I can do it. <laughs> and she <laughs> says that Steven looks like he owns a gondola in Italy, which was true spot Um, on (laughs) Carl and those tight white pants I mean (laughs) God bless the tailoring but it just gives me Thomas Ravenel and I just that's very Uh, triggering I
2: I didn't even have that in my head until now and I'm never going to be able to look at Carl and white pants (laughs) the same way thank you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. um, so Carl introduces,
0: like, we're going to have a vet. The winner wins $400. Two losers um, have to dress up in these, like, inflatable horse costumes and run around the front yard. Great. Um, then he pulls out some whips, and he says very quietly, like, I've never bought a whip before. And I would just like to put that out in the universe, like, if he wants to get another one. I would be happy to be a willing person on the other end of that. Um, and also, Hannah whispers to Dez like, oh, we should use that later. I want you to use that on me. It's like, oof, okay.
2: Yeah, okay. I
0: know. <laughs> we get it. We get it, Hannah. Good for you. We yeah. get it. <laughs> um, Lindsay introduces the storyline for the rest of the episode which is that Hannah and Dez have really not like integrated themselves into the rest of the group. They really haven't spoken to anybody. They're always in corners like fingering each other and like making out and it's weird. Um, So Carl and Dez have this like side conversation about how they both had to get their drinking in control and you know COVID put everything in perspective and like I'm really happy. Like, if you, anybody out there is like, I need to get a handle on how I, you know, my relationship to drinking or whatever, great. My fear, my second thought from that was like, okay, we're about to go back into the world in like a, you know, quote unquote normal way. And I just had anxiety of like, all these conversations that we're going to have to have about what COVID meant to people. I don't want to have them.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wow. (laughs) That is deeply like, that is so true. Like I'm, I feel like I'm in the place of just starting to kind of like get in touch with friends that I haven't talked to in almost a year. And I I foresee a lot of those like, yeah, I mean, this year was really hard. I really learned a lot about myself. And yeah, uh, (laughs) I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, the thing about that, like, you know, at first blush, I kind of appreciated like, okay, does clearly like, I don't know if he's sober, or if he just doesn't drink a lot. Um, but like, I kind of appreciated that he and Carl had a, a tiny bit of a conversation, like, okay, but, you know, even just the way that Des said it, like, you know, I really like you, I think he says, like, Hannah said, you were a really nice guy or something like mm-hmm. that. And that had a dig, even in like encapsulated in it, right? Like, like yeah. you know, it was wrapped wrapped around a dig, where yeah. he was saying like, "Well, Hannah said you were a really nice guy." Like, clearly, mm-hmm. as opposed to like, you know, Luke and Kyle. There was also, I think, a little earlier than that, when Lindsay's like, "Oh, Des, like you're leaving. Where are you going?" And Des yeah. responds to her like you know oh I'm, I'm going home or whatever it is but just in this really curt way and mm-hmm. you just feel in those moments like hannah has told dez that she has beef with Lindsay, and blah 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 and he's just yeah. like i don't i don't want to see him fighting those battles i just don't
0: i agree i think it's really immature and i know that like when you're smitten and infatuated with somebody that like you don't necessarily want to recognize the red flags but if I was dating somebody and they were like oh I have issues with half of the house I'd be like hmm that's a little strange don't you think (laughs) like I don't really fight these battles and I also like don't want people to feel some way about me because I'm with the troublemaker right but he's like really leaning into it and like yeah, like he said, like, almost fighting her battles and being petty to the people that she has been planting the seeds with him. And I just, ugh, I don't like it for either of them.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it feels like kind of, you know, Housewives 101, like, those are usually the husbands that the audience really can't stand, the ones who come in and, like, try to, like, you know, do the fighting on behalf of their wives, whereas, yeah. you know, the husbands who just, like, come in, have a good time, like, kind of joke around with everybody those are the ones who kind of the audience tends to end up loving
0: mm-hmm. totally totally like think about how like bad pk's reputation was season one mm-hmm. when he was like fighting battles with who whoever
2: and now it's like yeah he stayed out of it and people really like him that's the perfect example i was kind of thinking of like bill aiden who i feel like is a, oh, gem, yeah. a gem when he's on screen but he's also not like fighting with anybody exactly
0: everybody loves Bill Aiden he's like America's sweetheart
2: I (laughs) I love that for him (laughs) me too Um,
0: so okay so then the girls are outside and Hannah's like you know I'm in a relationship I'm so happy for myself and after that they go back inside and Amanda is showing Dez her engagement ring and you know Dez says you know we had this whole conversation one day about engagement rings it doesn't freak me out even though we're, you know, so new. And Amanda says in a confessional, like, this is not normal behavior, but nothing Hannah has done this summer has been normal behavior. So, <laughs> here we go. Spot Hannah, on. Hannah triggers me, and I don't know why, because I don't really, I definitely don't have girlfriends like this now. But even back in the day, I maybe had, like, one girlfriend who – was that girl who, like, she found a boyfriend and it's, like, nothing else in the world mattered. All of her friendships are, like, gone. And that just feels very Hannah. And at this point in my life, that would be so exhausting.
2: I, look, I think I have enough... Either I have enough self-awareness or I'm, like, too hard on myself to say, like, I think I've been a Hannah in my friend group. But I'm talking, like, when I was, like... 14 or 15. Totally. Like, Yeah. And, and and I like my closest friends are, are people that I grew up with basically. Like the, the people that I'm still closest to are my high school friends. And yeah. I feel like I, and maybe this is why I, I like take that onto myself and take that very, like, it's very upsetting that I just described the way that I did, but you know, they like my close friends now have seen me through my Hannah moments, but I feel mm-hmm. like I, you know, I'm so beyond them and I yeah. can't even imagine like, even in my early 20s, I can't imagine having to deal with that kind of a friend. Like, it's, it's just... so immature. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it really comes out in the last scene of the episode. I just cannot relate to... I mean, I'm sure we will yes. get into it, like, much more. But I just can't relate to having to kind of, like, like, walk around, walk on eggshells, like parse through the kinds of things that she says like to figure out Mm -hmm. like okay what is her interpretation what uh, like what actually happened like you know do I need to go talk to the other person to get the other side of the story like you know Paige does a lot of I I have a lot of you know criticism like Paige isn't perfect to me but Mm I have to say like she must do a lot of work in that way to just maintain that friendship with Hannah and yes it's yeah and especially when you see like
0: amanda who is so like she will tell kyle when he's wrong she has no problem doing that she has no problem saying like this is where you fucked up but she also defends him when he deserves to be defended but not ever when he doesn't and i really like that like she has no alliances really outside of like that situation with hannah which is completely fair for her to side with kyle in that in that way
2: Totally, and especially after, like, last season, I think, in particular, comes to mind, like, after she spent a lot of time kind of taking Hannah's side against Kyle. Yeah. I mean, I think Amanda has really, I I have historically been kind of annoyed with Amanda over the seasons, Mm -hmm. but I really like her this season. I I don't think any of them are perfect, and so I don't love when Amanda is kind of shitty to Lindsay. Um, Yeah. And uh, Amanda's like, oh, damn. When Lindsay says she's turning 34 will haunt me for a long time. Um, Right. (laughs) But uh, I I think that she has really done the best that she could in the house dynamics. And I like that she's also kind of turned a corner with Luke. Clearly, Mm -hmm. I think that that happened more even after the season. Um, Yeah but you can even just see it happening during these episodes. I think that after he apologized, I think she really took that in. And I think she's just like taking him seriously in a way that she didn't before. And I like seeing that that's like growth too. It's growth. And I will stand by
0: the fact that I think she's had extensive therapy. And I think Kyle has too. And I love that for them. Me too. Um, So Sierra ends up winning the $400 and Amanda and Lindsay end up in last place. And, Des and Hannah start making out again, and at one point Des does have some awareness about himself and asks Hannah like, "Do you think we're maybe making people uncomfortable?" But Hannah's like, "I really don't care." So Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
0: This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, luke starts being shady again is like you know they're so separate from everybody in the house and this is what pissed me off okay so early in this latest season of atlanta where they go to charleston Mm -hmm. and kenya orders a lobster roll for herself and nothing (laughs) for anybody else it triggered me in the same way of des ordering pizza and then taking it down into their disgusting room and only inviting Sierra, that's rude. Like, it's you're, so rude. You're a guest in the house. If you're going to get food, especially if you guys are partying, get it for everybody.
2: Yeah. It's rude. I, I think that's so, like, ugh. Please, like, it, it was very, like, antisocial. It also was almost like, did you just not want to buy, like, more than one pizza? Like, I. I <laughs> Genuinely. I mean, I was just sort of like, I, like, it's just so, um, like, like, you know, I I guess I can understand why Sierra is doing it. You know, I, you know, in some senses, I think she's clearly all in on aligning herself with Hannah and kind of pursuing Mm -hmm. that friendship. I'm shocked that she seems to enjoy the friendship, but, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I also think it says a lot that Paige doesn't actually go, like, Paige isn't down there with them. Like, Hannah doesn't whisper to Paige, like, hey, we're going yeah. downstairs. Maybe she does, and it's not, you know, we just didn't see the clip. But, you know, Paige is upstairs actually enjoying herself with the rest of the group when this, like, deeply antisocial behavior is happening downstairs. And there was a yeah. way to do it that wasn't so annoying, too. Right. It was like
0: they Hannah and does decided like they were the cool kids and we're going to invite Sierra and like we're going to be in the cool kids club. And I also would like to point out that they were sitting on the floor of an already dirty room. <laughs> but there was also a big box, like a huge, almost like a briefcase sized box of plus one sex toys.
2: <laughs> I could not see anything else in that <laughs> okay, shot except you. for that. It was the size of, I was like, how many to, like, how many toys are in that thing? <laughs> the entire line
0: of sex toys. And I'm glad you noticed it because I didn't see anybody, I mean, I, tr- I don't listen to anybody's podcast if they're recapping the same thing until after I'm done recording, yeah. but I hadn't seen anybody on Twitter or anything mentioning that box of sex toys. So I'm glad you noticed.
2: Yeah. Well, in fairness, it was you know I watched this episode a couple of times and I happened to pause it and was like, I'm sorry, like spit, take what? Like, (laughs) I mean, good for you guys. Like, if you're gonna be in the house, like you know most of the time without it, without any partner in the house with you, I'm I'm happy for you to be getting your orgasms in some way. But yeah, (laughs) it was a very big box.
0: It was huge. It was like. Uh, maybe the, like, influencer swag bag box of of sex toys. Yeah. Um, then we see Paige called Perry. And Perry is singing this, like, borderline abusive song about why she doesn't care about him anymore. And then, okay. but like, he still apparently wants her to move to Miami for six months. <clears throat> Excuse me. Paige is rightfully, like, the man couldn't come from Manhattan to Long Island or to the Hamptons to visit me not one single day in the six weeks that I've been here, but he wants me to move to Miami for six months. And she's like, I feel like this is when couples are in a bad relationship and they have a band-aid baby. And I think that Miami is like our band-aid baby to try and fix things. And this relationship, uh, it, it's a bummer because I think they're both right. And I think they're both wrong.
2: Yeah. I think the, like, unspoken part here, and I kind of wish that Paige would just say it a little more clearly. I mean, it's very it's very apparent just underneath the surface is that Perry doesn't want to be filmed, like, and the issue is yeah. with the show. Yeah. And But I wish she would just say it because it feels a little bit contrived otherwise, especially knowing that they're broken up. Like, I think that, mm-hmm. you know, we've known that for a few months, um, like, before the season even started, that they had broken up. Um, yeah. And... And so it's hard to kind of like be invested in the outcome of the relationship knowing that, but it's also like, I think that it would give Paige's side even more weight if she could just sort of say like, he doesn't want to be on camera, but like, this is my job. He knows that I'm doing this in the summer and it's bullshit for him to kind of complain about me being here and not talking to him when he knows full well exactly what's going on. This isn't just like a normal share house with some friends where like, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah that's my career. I'm I'm ready for single page in (laughs) Winterhouse.
0: Me too. I'm not excited for the person who she is hooking up with but I'm excited to just see her like untethered. So I'm kind of of the belief of like if you're the less committed person in the relationship then you have to do the work of saying no and it's clear that Paige like doesn't want the same things that Perry wants, which is like, he's on a Lindsay track of, I want marriage and babies, and she doesn't want that. So I feel like she needs to do the job of wake, break- of breaking up with him, but also he needs to make her not feel guilty about her job. Yeah. Like that's rude. Totally. That's rude. And,
2: and this is again, like my mind goes to like, and, and I think maybe I think of it this way because I feel like page is very camera image. Kind of audience focus in the sense of she's. I don't think she wants to break up with him on when it's filmed.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's that's the way I see it. I feel like mm-hmm. she maybe was maybe like on the fence about things when she went in. She's clearly over him now, but she doesn't want to do like a Lindsay on the beach phone conversation type thing, right. like with choppy Yeah.
0: Mm.
2: Uh, well, I'm happy
0: to go to Miami.
2: If yeah.
0: Perry. Um Did you see that deck space, bro? Yeah, <laughs> I sure did. Um, so, gosh, what happens after that? Okay, so Lindsay goes to Luke's bedroom. Oh, my God. And she tells him, like, oh, same thing she told Danielle. You know, Stephen and I drunkenly got back together. And he's like, okay, cool. And then she's like, and just so you know, Luke, um, Stephen's been coming inside of me. And he's <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> All right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That is a lot of information, but thank you so much. Um, Apparently Steven's been telling Lindsay he wants to get engaged and have babies. and I just want to know, is he saying these things to you when you guys are not drunk and he's not inside of you? Because that might be the real gauge as to how serious he is, because you can't really, Take what a man says when he's like three quarters of a way to an orgasm,
2: you know? When they actually when they showed that scene when he says to her while actively inside of her, like yeah. I was want- the way that Lindsay, she just cackles in response and i just like i just felt like you know i saw like a flash of ursula in my mind i'm just like she's like i have done it like her voice is mine um i loved it so much for her um even though i'm with you like I, you can't really take it seriously and when she tells luke i feel like you can just see like the the like rusty machinery in his head just like turning and just like stop and then slowly turning the other way to like be like okay this is the conversation we're having okay <laughs> yeah I mean I
0: think he has like Luke might not have like intelligence but he's got some like he knows what's going on with he can read other people.
2: He I really think he can. Had genuinely, like, he he's the one with more emotional intelligence in this, yeah. like, particularly in the Hannah-Luke friendship. Like, I think Luke seems to be very thoughtful and with this, in this conversation with Lindsay, like, very kind. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I like seeing that. Actually, also, another thing that I noticed. So, when this conversation starts, like, Lindsay comes into the room and she's like, oh, hey, Lucas. And he's Mm -hmm. like, oh, what's up, Hubs? And that's, those are the sound clips that they used in the trailer to kind of tease the whole Lindsay fucked Luke thing. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Look at you. I just love, well, I just love it because it ends up being a conversation about Lindsay literally telling Luke about another man coming inside of her. (laughs) (laughs) It's so the opposite of what it was teased.
0: We really were bamboozled on that one. Luke. Luke gives great advice. He's like, listen, it was just a week and a half ago that you told me that you were done with him. And I just feel like you guys have gone from one extreme to the other. And Lindsay's like, you know, I just feel like something different is happening this time. And I think Strabby gets it now. And Luke's like, listen, I want you guys to both be happy. I support you. But this kind of reminds me of a relationship that I had in the past. And we, when we got back together, I was love-bombing the shit out of her for like a couple mm-hmm. weeks. And it wasn't healthy. And I just think you need to see how the next few months go. And then Lindsay's like, cool. So can you go and get your ring sizer so I can tell Stravi what size my engagement ring will be? He's <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> I guess.
2: That was a ge- like a genuinely funny moment. And like <laughs> frankly, like funnier than anything Hannah like workshop for this season.
1: Totally. Um,
2: it's just like genuine hubhouse, like just so not self-aware I loved it it was so funny and you know I feel bad for her because I think Luke was totally right like this is love bombing it's not It it's not indicative of what an actual future together would look like but yeah. you know <laughs> I'm glad she knows she's a size five for moving on in life <laughs> just for future um
0: do you have who's your favorite in the house you know that's a Good question.
2: I feel like, like you know. Let me
0: pause for you for one second. I want to know who your favorite is. Like, who would you hang out with? But also, who do you think is like your favorite in terms of the show? Like, who gives the best show?
2: That that's that's a great way to put it. Because honestly, like, it's hard for me not to relate to Danielle. Like, I I, I don't think she ever really bothered me as much as she bothered other people in previous seasons. So I didn't like. I never really disliked her, but I think Mm -hmm. she's really shining this season. Um, And, you know, I kind of relate a lot to her as, like, you know, a woman of color in kind of this very white, professional, buttoned-up world. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I have appreciated being able to see those sides of her this season. Um, But that's also, like, a pretty boring answer because Danielle is very boring on the show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And, you know, like... I feel like part of what has made this season so magical is that we're at a pretty good spot where it reminds me of sort of like Peak Vanderpump, where there's something to love about almost everyone in the house, Mm -hmm. uh, but none of them are like perfect. I do think that like I just get so much joy out of Lindsay scenes. Like, I don't think there's really been a Lindsay scene this season where I've been like, okay. Like, I'm a, I'm a little tired of you. And, and that's even through, like, a lot of the ups and downs with Stravi. Like, I've sort of enjoyed seeing her, like, have flashes of, like, self-awareness and, like, kind of uh, being very thoughtful about what she would like out of the relationship and also being a little bit delusional at other moments. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think she does a good mix of, like, being activated, like, being a crazy party person, but then also, like, cleaning up the kitchen and things like that I, I i think i would have to put her at the top but like i said i mean i think that there's a lot to love about most of the cast
0: yeah i agree hub house gives great television and nobody yeah. can take that away from her um so everybody ends up going to the beach and on the way there we see like the two cars doesn't hannah go separately but the other two cars with the housemates are all talking about like how Hannah's been separating themselves. Hannah and Dez have been separating themselves from the group, and Carl's like, well, you know, I think it's because as a house, we party a lot, and Dez is a little bit older, and I love how they act like (laughs) he's like (laughs) 50-something. Like, he's 44. He's not that much older than you guys, but okay. Um, And they all seem to really like Robert, and Robert even says in the car, like, Yeah, of course I wanted to be with Danielle, but, like, I wanted to get to know you guys, too. And I wanted to have, like, this connection with you guys. And it's, like, good for you, Robert.
2: Good for you. I mean, I think Robert clearly, like, has, he's, you could see it more in the last week's episode versus this most recent one. He's clearly shy in front of the cameras. And so, like, Mm -hmm. I don't, like, when Lindsay and Danielle earlier were having that conversation about whether Danielle had sex with him i I have no fault in either of them for not doing it on camera, and if anything, yeah. I think it was nice that Danielle didn't like kind of pressure him to to do it and i guess mm-hmm. um I think it shows that there's something genuine about the relationship, and you know you can see them in the background too, every once in a while, like kissing a little bit or whatever but yeah. it, you know it, it' it's i don't think it is. Des's age. I mean, obviously, since he's a handful of years older than Kyle and mm-hmm. Luke, and you know, and even Carl. Um, but I think it's more of what like Luke hits on later when he is talking with Hannah. It's Des doesn't give a shit about getting to know them. He's he's not there for that. He's not interested in having conversations with them. Like that is not why he is there. And no. um, I think that they're actually being a little, you know, nice by giving him a little bit more of. The benefit of the doubt by saying um, that you know he it's about his age he's uncomfortable partying whatever it is I, I just yeah. you know
0: yeah I think it's giving him too much credit yeah um, I think Des might have like a over inflated sense of ego when it comes to Hannah and I think he must think that like she's a badass in the house and that she's like the yeah. star it's weird. Well, it's
2: also like interesting to think. Like, I think chat room aired what, like a a, a few weeks after they left the house. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, I, I think you talked about that. I don't remember. I know you talked about this on a previous episode, and I just don't remember who it was with. I feel like it was Troy. Um, but talking about like kind of the specter of the Bravo chat room behind a lot of this, and how I think that yeah. was also propelling Hannah in a lot of ways of making her feel like oh, you're just jealous of me because I'm the breakout star. Like, everybody loves me. I have this successful Giggly Squad podcast, um, blah, blah, blah. And I definitely think, like, Des is is riding on that as well. And he's thinking, like, oh, you guys are just jealous of Hannah because she's, like, you know, going to be pulling away from this little show. Yeah, totally. Mm. Ugh. Yeah. Um
0: so then we see a scene with Amanda, Sierra, and Paige. And Amanda asks Paige if she likes having her own room now. And Paige is like, Yeah, like I like sleeping by myself. I expected Hannah to be exactly how she's acting now because she's acted like this with exes, namely Luke. So I'm not really surprised that she's like in Loverville over here with Des. And then she's like and now we said it okay um you know like if luke had come into the summer house and told hannah that he wanted to date and he was just as invested in her this summer as he was last summer none of us would have seen does we never would have met him this never would have been a thing and then i'm not sure which one of the women said this i think maybe it was sierra but she's like um you know hannah had been mentioning that luke is jealous of her new relationship but they're all like i don't think Luke
2: cares. <laughs> I I think I actually think it was not Sierra because like I was on my second watch I was trying to figure out which one of them said it. And I think the yeah. camera's on Sierra. you can't see Amanda and Paige and who actually says it. And I couldn't tell their voices apart. And either way, I, I mean I'm so glad that they finally had that conversation and were like, no, I, I don't think that Luke is jealous of Hannah. I mean, Paige is still dancing around that in a lot of her talking heads. But the fact that she even, like, had that conversation, I'm so glad that she's starting to separate herself from Hannah a little bit. And I hope that it lasts at the reunion. But just, like, finally, thank you.
0: Thank you. And it's abundant. Like, we know what it looks like for Luke to be jealous. We've seen him. Yeah. Austin came to the house, and he was, like, trying to interrupt conversations between... Um, Hannah and Austin, like he'll go in there and he'll like make his place known. We're not seeing any type of that behavior now. I really don't think he gets it.
2: No, I totally. It's funny. Like I definitely like came into this season like kind of indifferent towards Luke. He didn't bother me as much. I think last season as he might have bothered me more if I had watched the season in real time. But like watching it on top of everything else, I'm like, he's certainly not as offensive to me as the Worcest Twins. Um, But like, I, throughout the course of the season, like by the end, I feel like, okay, Luke is my client. I am his defense attorney. Like, leave (laughs) leave him be. Like, Luke, don't say anything. I've got this. Like, I just, like, I feel like he has a good role in the show too. And I think we've really seen it, like in this episode, particularly, you know, With Kyle being kind of, like, the, like, in the solid relationship. He's sort of, like, the rock of the house kind of role. And, like, he's moved beyond sort of Playboy days. Um, And then there's Carl, who is, like, you know, on the newest version of Carl. Which is, like, by his own admission, like, he has just changed a lot. I think he's going to try to just be more steady and serious. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him, like, in future seasons like maybe being in a long-term relationship or talking about wanting to get into a long-term relationship Mm -hmm. and if Luke kind of takes the sort of like playboy role as long as it's not with women in the house I think like that's a good role for him amongst the three guys like okay he brings in like a random or like has short flings like with girls who are not living in the house and then when he's in the house he's sort of like you know, having these sort of like girlfriend conversations with Lindsay or whoever else, like, yeah, I, that, that fits well to me. I
0: totally agree. I, I think you're spot on. And so um, you guys can look forward to me and Carl entering the summer house this summer. <laughs> and so <laughs>
2: congratulations <Yeah>. to me. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, well.
2: we'll go find it. I think he lives <laughs> in Gramercy now.
0: Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, he does. Um, in an interview, Paige says, you know, I support Hannah's relationship 100%, but it just seems like Hannah's trying to make it very clear. Like, she wants everybody to believe that, or Luke specifically, to believe that, like, she's with somebody, she has a boyfriend, and she's doing everything short of sending Luke a picture of Des fucking her, basically. <laughs> it's yeah. True. It um, it's true. Des ends up leaving, the world rejoices, but before he leaves, uh, Des is like, oh, you know, to Kyle, I hope that I'm invited to the wedding as a plus one. And it's like, ew. (laughs) No, it
2: was (laughs) so, it was so weird. It was so embarrassing. It it just looks, it just makes Hannah look bad because it's an obvious dig.
0: Yes, yes. Like he was clearly trying to like, puff up his chest a little bit by being like, I know what you said to Hannah.
2: Yeah. What
0: are you doing? Ew.
2: <laughs> and and, um, and like, you know, and, and what reaction did he expect from that, right? Like, was he trying to, like, start a fight? Was he trying to do, like, a mic drop moment? Like, I think that's what it seemed like he was trying to do, but it just played so strangely. So
0: strange. And it got even more strange, because Kyle then is in this, oh, like, right. awkward position of being like, okay, Hannah, you're back invited to my wedding. Okay, cool. And then he does does like, I'm sure this is one joke from his comedy routine. I'm sure he's tried oh it my on God. dozens of people before and he's like, oh, well, uh, if you need a bishop for your wedding, um, I'm happy to be there. And then the awkward thing of Kyle having to figure out that his last name is Bishop and that's why he's saying it. And it's like, you know, it. Rule number one of comedy is if you have to explain it, it's not effing funny.
2: Yeah, and I loved, I loved it because, like, the fact that they even aired showing, like, having Des explain the whole thing. Yeah. He, like, Des and Hannah are the ones who are supposed to be comedians here. And yeah. they just, like, look so deeply unfunny. That was actually, like, joyous to me. But it, it was very <laughs> awkward to watch. Like, very, very unpleasant. Very awkward. I hate getting secondhand
0: embarrassment, but... Oh, ugh. Ugh. I, ugh. Okay. Um, yeah, he sucks. Anyway, he leaves. Uh, Danielle tells Stephen, because they're playing bags, and Danielle tells Stephen, you know, like, I still have my reservations about you, sir, but Lindsay says she's happy. Based on her conversation, she says that she's seen changes within you, so... Congratulations to you and that cross tattoo that you have on your back. (laughs) Um, uh, Then I see Kyle and Amanda sit down and talk about like Labor Day and like, it's a full circle moment, blah, blah, blah. They love each other. They cry. Labor Day is such a a holiday for them because he proposed. Amanda's a very pretty crier. You know, congrats to everybody. Congrats.
2: (laughs) Her face when she was getting proposed to, I forgot. I forgot about it and I'm so glad that they took this opportunity to give us that in a little flashback. It, I want it really on a t-shirt. I yeah, really do. <laughs> um,
0: then we see Luke and Hannah sit down with each other and Hannah's like talking about celebrating her new relationship and Luke's like is that what you call that? You're celebrating? <laughs> And then Luke tells Hannah, like, you know, I wish that you guys had gone on the boat with us because we had such a fun time. But, like, I get it. You guys wanted your alone time with each other. And then Hannah's like, well, do you like Dez? And Luke says, you know, he's not really the type of guy that I would, like, go grab a beer and hang out with. But, you know, (laughs) I don't know what else to tell you. But he's like, you know, I know that might sound like I'm just saying it because of our history. But, like, genuinely... I just don't like him. <laughs> like, I don't know what to <laughs> tell <you>. um, <clears throat> So then Hannah, like, point blank is like, so you don't like him? And Luke's like, well, not necessarily. He's just not my cup of tea. And Hannah asks why. And Luke's like, you know, basically he's just not really hanging out. He hasn't made the time to hang out with all of us. Um, you know, typically, if somebody new was to come in the house, like they should go above and beyond to try and impress their friends and get to know us. And he didn't do that. And it made me feel like maybe he doesn't really care about us. And, they, you know, then they start talking about how like, you know, before Des even came into the house this is hannah before des even came in the house luke was feeling some type of way and then you know like now i feel like he's flipping the script because he went from like he doesn't want him here and now he wants us to hang out with the guys and you know he came to visit me and i just think it would be weird if des tried to make friends with the guy that i was in a relationship with and it's like well first of all you weren't in a relationship
2: secondly (laughs) yeah
0: wouldn't really matter if you guys are in that great of a space together, and if Luke doesn't care, then no, it's not really that weird. You want it to be weird because that brings more attention
2: to you. So. Oh, she loves that Luke is like you know, effectively saying that he doesn't like him. I know Luke doesn't actually say that, and yeah. I think you know what Luke said was fine. Like it wasn't like earth shattering or that like horrible of a thing to say or anything. But you just see Hannah's face lighting up, and you know. She's totally thinking, like, I cannot wait to take this back to, you know, Paige and Amanda and be mm-hmm. able to, like, shit on Luke some more. Um, but it's also, like, you know, I-, I also think that she kind of didn't expect it. And that's why she starts sort of warping it. And by saying, like, you know, why would Des want to hang around all the guys? Like, of course, that's not actually what we said. He was talking about the house overall. Yeah. And just, like, the whole thing is so, like deeply aggravating to watch and it's just you know Mm -hmm. just more of the same of what we've seen from Hannah this this whole summer it's like you know when she says like oh he just wasn't gonna be best friends with a guy I had history with like that's weird okay well then first of all like why do you care if Luke didn't like him like Luke was perfectly nice to him he's literally just saying like I can't see us being friends and then like you know I know like I think I saw this kind of all over Twitter, and it's very hard not to think, like, okay, then, like, Hannah, what are you doing with Sierra? Like, isn't yeah. that friendship weird? Like, you're the like, she had history with Luke, you had history with Luke, why are you guys suddenly so tight?
0: Yeah, that's an excellent, excellent point. It felt like she was, like, a cat eating a canary, like, oh, I just caught him, yep. and now I'm gonna yep. run with this. Now I'm going to be the right one. And everybody's going to see what I've been saying all along. Is that Luke is really like desperately in love with me. And he can't live without me. So (laughs) jealous. It's so pathetic. It's so sad. Like girl. And just like. uh, Her taking it to the girls later. Was so satisfying. Um, (sighs) Truly beautiful. It was great. So let's talk about it. So they're back at the house side, Hannah's sitting there with all the girls I think for, except for Lindsay so it's like Paige Danielle Sierra and Amanda and she is like wanting to gossip about this conversation she had with Luke like she's so excited she really is like kind of stopping herself from like laughing in glee at this mm-hmm. conversation she thinks went really well but it didn't um, so she's like you know Luke told me that you know Dez wasn't hanging out with the guys that much and like, you know, but doesn't he realize that that's weird? Because like, you're basically like my ex boyfriend, and everybody looks at her (laughs) like, what? Uh. (laughs) Ex what now? Um, everybody's just staring at her. Paige is doing that thing of like, girl, you sound fucking crazy, but I am not gonna fight you on this. To just be like, oh okay, well, what did Luke say? Let let me let me hear what you think he said, and I'm going to interpret what actually happened.
2: (laughs) Paige's body language is doing a lot and yeah. it's like very satisfying to see well it is and it isn't right because like you can tell as, in, as like the viewer watching this like how Paige actually feels I do wish she would just like kind of get in the fray a little bit but I get, I get why she doesn't like she had like she and Hannah are good friends like you know giggly squad whatever it is but you know like I, I do wish she would speak up but like how Hannah can't read that body language is beyond me It's beyond me. And it wasn't even those things where, like, the
0: editors are trying to manipulate by, like, splicing in reactions to something to make it, like, to drum up drama. Like, she's sitting there, and it's like... You could tell she wants to crawl out of her skin and just be like, "Oh, Uh,
2: Right. Her eyes are dead. She's just like, I can't. Like, I am disassociating from this. Like, I just can't. (laughs) I can't do it. And with Amanda, I mean, I think it's like... You know, I, I said this a little earlier. Like, I do think that she has her her feelings or behavior towards Luke has definitely like changed you can tell since his apology. You know, however yeah. you feel about his apology, I think yeah. that Amanda clearly liked seeing him kind of acting vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I think like when you add that to the like arguments that she's been having with Hannah and the way that Hannah has been arguing with Kyle plus I think just being in the house now altogether and seeing actually like how Luke has been acting with Hannah and how he's not acting jealous, he's not acting possessive, he's not like constantly pursuing Hannah. I think that like you, they can see that he's not jerking her around. He's actually being, by all accounts, like, or by all appearances at least, like a pretty decent housemate. And so yeah. I think like Hannah has not kept up with. The vibe, and um, I loved seeing her finally realize that. Love it.
1: Hold up.
0: absolutely love it Amanda says in a confessional she's like you know Luke and I don't agree on very many things but mm. <laughs> she makes a face like he's got a point uh, like I'm seeing what is happening now and Amanda's like okay well it wasn't just that Luke that Des was not hanging out with the guys he hasn't been hanging out with any of us neither yeah. of you which because is basically
2: guys- what Luke said by the way
0: it was exactly what Luke said. <laughs> um, Hannah tries to reiterate that, you know, uh, Luke came for her and Danielle says, Hannah, like, you didn't really give us any opportunity to talk to Des. And then Hannah's like, well, no offense, but like, I've been with you guys for five weeks straight. And this is a man that I'm falling for and want to hang out with. And, Sierra kind of backs her up, and she's like, "You know, I understand if you really hadn't had that much face time or physical time with somebody before getting in the house, and that you want to be alone." Nobody is saying that. Nobody's saying that. Nobody's
2: saying that at all.
0: Like everybody gets it. That's not the issue. It's not the issue at all. Um, Then what happens after that? Okay, so Amanda says, "You know, I feel like Luke has a reason to feel the way he feels," and Danielle says. Robert made a point to hang out with everybody, mm-hmm. and I just didn't see Des putting in that same effort. So Hannah now realizes that people aren't going to buy the bullshit that she's been trying to, to sell them. Yep. And she's getting defensive and starts getting annoyed, and she's like, oh, okay, so I guess Robert's just more friendly,
2: and Des is just, like, a huge asshole, and uh, he's like... That, for me, that would have been my breaking my personal breaking point at yeah. that point like that hey. is the kind of like petulant passive and it's not even passive aggressive it's just like aggressive like immature kind of shit and this this is like you know when we were talking earlier about like how we are with our own friends like I that I would find that to be kind of unacceptable behavior from my friends mm-hmm. like I think like I I genuinely don't understand how the other women even kept engaging with her after she like kind of spun out to that level. I totally agree. I used to date this guy
0: and he would do things that like, I just didn't like, like he would make me feel bad and feel like he didn't really like he wasn't really invested and mm-hmm. so when I would try to express that he'd be like oh well if I'm so terrible then why do you want to be with me and I'm like we don't have to right. deal with absolutes like I should be able to tell right. you how I feel and you don't have to act like you're this horrible person like I'm talking to you because I care so we yep. don't have to go to this like I'm a bad guy what are you doing with me I hate right. it's that. very
2: like oh, well, I guess I just won't say anything then, like, vibes, like, not, not okay, like, it's funny, because, like, I feel like I have also seen behavior like that from, because that's something, like, one of my ex-boyfriends would sometimes say when we were arguing, like, oh, I guess I just won't say anything then, like, uh, it's funny that I feel like I have accepted behavior like that from men a little bit more than, but, like, my friends, just, like, you can't, have a meaningful relationship with somebody who kind of reacts to just like constructive criticism or not even that but just like intense conversations in that way you can't do it and like I'm glad that you know I do wish I don't know I'm of two minds right like on on one hand I think that they continued indulging Hannah in the sense of like they didn't just immediately say like you can't talk like that to us Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they were also, like, pushing back on her, and I was really, really glad to see that.
0: Me too. Really, honestly, I loved it. Paige tells her, like, you don't have to get defensive. Like, it's not that serious. And Hannah's like, this is stupid. And Amanda's like, okay, well, I'm sorry. Our feelings are stupid to you. <laughs> and, and then Hannah says, you know, people are being really bitchy about this whole situation, and Amanda tries to defend herself. Hannah cuts her off and's like, can you just let me talk? Because I've let you talk. Now it's my turn. So Hannah says, you know, Des loved all the girls and hanging out with the girls, but, like, with the guys, it's a different situation. And, you know, like, he's just also not happy with all the things that Kyle said to me before.
2: Ugh. Are you kidding That's me? Just, like I mean, and also, like, you know, the Kyle beef ended, quote-unquote, because of Hannah's absurd apology, right? Yeah. So, like, she's the one who has come to... Who, in God. Um, she's the one who like has uh, theoretically tried to squash this thing. And s- yeah. so now she's the one revisiting it and opening it up again. It's just like uh, What happened to Kyle being the man? I thought he was <laughs> yeah, the man. Right. Right. Did Dad <laughs> not get that message?
0: <laughs> and I forgot to mention this. Like when he entered the house the first thing that she said when they went into the kitchen she's like I do so much and I don't get enough credit for it. And oh, it's wow. like Okay, we're starting with this narrative already. Fuck off.
2: I feel like, right, I, I feel like, you know, there there would be video evidence if that were in fact the case. Right. Robert Not... has done more in this house than you have. He unclogged the sink. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, he's slapping mint leaves to try and get the yeah. oils out. He's doing work. I, I, I learned something. I was like, I oh, was... cool. I'm going to try that with some mint sometime <laughs> soon. Right.
0: Uh, he's given us so much more than Hannah could even think to do. Um, so then, while well, Hannah starts talking about like how she thinks Amanda's coming for her, and you know, she's like, "I'm not. I'm not. Like you're the one who's not bringing dads around us more." And Hannah says, "Well, there's a reason for that." And Paige again tells her, "Like you don't have to be so sensitive. Not everything." Not every conversation has to turn into a big fight. And it ends with Hannah saying, like, I wish my friends would get it more. And it's always something. And she goes in the house and Sierra follows her, which annoyed the hell to me.
2: Yeah. Well, so, I mean, you know, with with Hannah's, like, little parting words of, like, "Oh, I, you know, it's always something. I mean, it's, it's the age old, like, okay, what's the common denominator if it's always something, right? Like, it's you, Hannah. Um, yeah. It, yeah. With Sierra, I just like have so many f- mixed feelings about Sierra um, and like I don't dislike her. I, I don't like her. Um, and, and this sort of felt like, you know, th- this episode was actually like encapsulated that a lot because I liked like at the beginning when we were getting to hear a little bit more about like how she wants to go back to work and she said all of this like nursing jargon I was like I don't know what you mean but like I like that I'm getting to hear something from you um Mm -hmm. I just wonder like I get what Hannah likes about Sierra and I get why she says to Sierra like oh I feel like we're gonna be friends forever like I I get that because like Sierra is the one who is sort of like letting Hannah be as awful as Hannah wants to be and not saying word but like what is Sierra getting out of this like I genuinely don't understand yeah (laughs)
0: 30 floor pizza. Uh, maybe she got a plus one vibrator out uh, of that situation. That,
2: that, that's a good point. We would never know because it could be hidden anywhere in her room and we would never see it. Seriously. Uh, yeah. I just feel like
0: it seems like, and I don't follow Hannah on Instagram either, but I do follow Sierra, Page and not Paige. I think Sierra and Amanda I don't, for sure. I
2: don't like Page either. Yeah.
0: Yeah. From what I've seen... Sierra, Paige, and Amanda all hang out with each other, and I never see Hannah. I I feel like in all the pictures they've uh, posted recently, Hannah's not in them, especially on uh, Amanda's end. Um, We saw Sierra and Paige go to Charleston last week, Mm -hmm. and that's something we need to talk about because... Uh, did you see that
2: video that she had to delete on her Instagram stories? I, well, I didn't know that she deleted it actually. So that yeah. is, that is interesting to hear. Yeah. So for y'all that
0: don't know, Sierra was in Charleston, um, with Paige and, uh, I guess Craig they were and with
2: Paige's, and Paige's brother and his girlfriend.
0: Okay. I didn't know who and those so- people were.
2: Paige's on a brother's cart. girlfriend is the third kind of girl and the one in question, I think.
0: Yes. Yes. So they're riding on a golf cart through Charleston and they're listening to rap and it sounded very much like one of the girls said the N-word, but it did not sound like Paige. I don't think it I don't think it could have been Paige because I think her face was on, like you could see her face. Yeah. And it obviously wasn't Sierra because she's talking. So clearly it was like the girl saying, rapping the N-word to this song, and people got wind of it, and so she deleted it. And so that just leads me to have very a lot of questions about Sierra yeah.
2: um,
0: and what she allows in her life <laughs> and the type yeah. of people and behavior that she allows in her life. Um, I just have a lot of questions about that, but um, also I want to note that the looks for the reunion came out.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Amanda posted, like, an, some Bravo Instagram account did a comparison of, like, the cast members. Oh, my God, I members, saw this, too. <laughs> the cast members and who they would be uh, if they were on The Little Mermaid. And so Amanda posted her on her IG stories, like, oh, this is so accurate. It's so funny, blah, blah, blah. So I click on it, and I scroll through. And who got the spot of Ursula but Hannah? <laughs> <laughs> and I died. I died. Yeah. Died. Um, yeah. it, it seems very obvious that there's something going on between Paige and Hannah and Amanda and Hannah and probably everybody else and Hannah. It doesn't seem like she really hangs out with everybody. Like, we even see Lindsay hang out with, like, Carl and Luke a lot. I think
2: so. I mean, so I, I that, like, it's funny, I am new to following most of them on Instagram. It was sort of, like, throughout this season, I was like, oh, my God, I can't get enough. And Mm -hmm. at this point, it's sort of like, I love how it's come very full circle to the beginning of this conversation when we were talking about being kind of triggered by also living in Manhattan and and knowing that these people existed. Now it's sort of like, okay, so like, where did you go for drinks? Like, I just want to know where to go. I want to know what kind of stuff you're doing. So, um, like I'm... I now follow them and have been watching their antics on social media um, with joy. And it definitely seems that, like, Lindsay, Danielle, Carl, Luke, and then and Robert, because Robert and Danielle are still together, like, it seems like they're hanging out a decent amount. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, I like that for them. Um, I but I agree. It seems like Hannah's, Hannah's nowhere to be found.
0: Nowhere, there's a spot that they keep going to. Let's like not too far from you that I would really like to go to.
2: I so. have been meaning to say the same thing to you. Last time <laughs> they were there, I was like, oh, Karen, I just need to go. Like, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, we should. Um, we definitely should. It looks like it looks cute. It looks really cute. Yeah.
2: Um. Well, that's the end of the episode. Do you have any final thoughts? No, I mean, like, I feel like we covered really like the gamut. I am. I'm very excited for the reunion, especially. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I think, like, I don't foresee any kind of resolution with the Hannah thing, but I would, I'm excited to see the rest of them sort of unleash on her. And I like that Luke has kind of gotten his little, like, redemption arc. I agree. I agree.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree, too. I, I'm hoping that this is a dramatic situation. I'm predicting a Hannah cry and walk-off moment. Um, Absolutely, we'll have to see. We'll, we'll we'll have to watch what happens, right? Um, do you want people to follow you anywhere?
2: <laughs> I I don't want to be found. I've told you this. <laughs> I think like I, I mentioned that to you at some point before. I, I don't want to be found, but I'm very happy if you do find me. Um, you know, we can chat like you know all across the social media sphere. If you if you do find me,
0: uh, <laughs> but this
2: was such a joy. I love talking to you always
0: the feelings mutual girl
2: and the i hope you have a great day thank you (laughs) bye say hi to earl for me (laughs) oh i will say hi to earl i'm surprised he was quiet during this whole thing (laughs) bye girl bye